0: This episode of The Latest is brought to you by The Latest. If you like the program, leave it a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Or if you're the sole person out of dozens who left this program a one-star review, consider bumping it up to two stars so I can sleep at night. Enjoy the show. It's Thursday, June 17. I'm Greg Ott. This is The Latest. Across the American West there simply isn't enough water to go around.
1: Authorities fear things will get worse, as this is just the start of another long stretch of hot, dry weather.
0: We used to think about preparing for climate change impacts as sort of a future planning exercise uh, for coming decades. Now, we're actually responding to it as a public safety imperative. Those voices are discussing water, that thing waiters bring to your table when the water table is above the ground. As large portions of the country grapple with H2O shortages and rationing, many throughout the Southwest find themselves asking the same question. Was the kid who wrote Wash Me on the Back of My Dirty Car trying to be existential? Like a CVS putting out Cadbury cream eggs in January, drought season has arrived much earlier than preferred. 88% of the American West is said to be under drought conditions, a dismal circumstance for long-quarantined frontiersmen expecting to spend their summer in a riverbed panning for gold. 40 million Americans are experiencing historic triple-digit temperatures, with paved surfaces reaching upwards of 180 degrees. That meaty essence wafting through your open window isn't your neighbor's charbroiler. It's Roadkill. Frequent water shortages, naturally, are becoming an unnatural new reality, as even states like Minnesota contend with Mother Nature's dry sense of humor. The Hoover Dam's Lake Mead has continued to remain at its record-setting lowest point, in spite of its best attempts to overcome its persistent drinking problem. And as the best coast prepares to contend with another hot and dry wildfire season, it's difficult to imagine that mega-drought-ravaged vegetation won't leave huge portions of the region completely Californicated. Just this week, new research from NASA and the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration concluded that the Earth is warming faster than expected, with the amount of heat trapped across the Earth's surface doubling since 2005, further cementing Nelly's status as a modern-day prophet. Other researchers have long linked drought-inducing climate change to the Syrian Civil War from nearly a decade ago, where crop failures led to mass migrations, social stress and a wave of people pretending they'd heard of Aleppo so they could stick it to Gary Johnson. It's no wonder, then, that the Biden administration has started exploring possible protections for climate refugees, with the United Nations anticipating upwards of 200 million of them by 2050. And considering that Montana is struggling to adapt to a minor influx of yuppies fleeing Silicon Valley, it's a good thing that Utah has plenty of experience comfortably housing families by the dozen. After the recent meeting of the G7, a conference of Western leaders masquerading as a wireless plan, industrialized nations like the United States were roundly criticized for failing to reach an agreement to phase out the use of climate-damaging coal, proving again that Extinction Rebellion is no match for the lobbyists who have etched millions upon millions of names onto Santa's naughty list. And, faced with drought, hydroelectric plants are simply unable to produce as much renewable energy as before, as it's tough to spin a water wheel when you're missing its prefix. Even in places like Texas, which receives about half of its electricity through the burning of natural gas, its overburdened grid is remotely turning down the air conditioning of its customers in the middle of the night in order to conserve energy. Which explains the state's new slogan, Don't Mess with a Thermostat. Here in New York, I don't have to worry about skipping a 20-minute hot shower or being prohibited from watering my lawn. The hot water in my building doesn't last more than five minutes, and the concept known as Manhattan real estate prohibits me from ever owning a lawn. But these once in a generation weather events recurring at iPhone upgrade frequency point to challenges that, like the band Fish, I don't think that many of us have taken the time to fully appreciate. Packing up and leaving L.A. for comfort used to coincide with the conclusion of pilot season, not the gender reveal ignition of a pilot light. And scheduling your family's annual camping trip around the dates in which your home is most likely to become incinerated is a less than ideal vehicle for recreation. But perhaps more concerning is that we're seeing the early seeds of fights being planted over resources like water in Oregon, where small protests by almond farmers and other nuts like Amon Bundy are threatening to open reservoirs that are under conservation orders. Now, this is just one small isolated case related to a fishing habitat. But the fact remains that locals enduring drought conditions are upset and appear to be willing to take action to get the pitcher passed down to their end of the table. And after seeing violent mobs storm state capitals to protest COVID-19 lockdown orders or desecrate the federal capital to pathetically protest an election result they disagreed with, it's hard for me to disassociate climate change from the social unrest that's already brewing in our nation's Keurig. Now, there's always the chance that green energy, geoengineering, and other high-tech band-aids will end up reducing our resource concerns to some setting in an industrial app store. But if the climate doesn't remain a top priority for infrastructure projects and other policies at the top and bottom of government, it's more likely than not that we're going to end up like the people who dumped their life savings into FireCoin. Totally Burned. And now it's time for the O.J. Simpson Twitter update.
2: Hey, Twitter world. Hey, Twitter world. Hey, Twitter world. This is me, yours truly. Yours truly.
0: My guest today is boxing journalist Mike Coppinger, who currently serves as boxing insider for The Athletic and co-hosts the Pug and Cop Boxing Show on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Mike, thanks for joining me.
2: Hey, thanks for having me, Greg.
0: Last week, O.J. weighed in on the Mayweather-Paul exhibition fight.
2: Hey, Twitter world, just finished watching the uh, Mayweather-Paul fight. Uh, It's amazing to see the size difference. I guess Paul is basically a heavyweight, probably fight time was almost 200 pounds and Mayweather that shorter and uh, that old. uh, uh, It was fun to watch. I gotta give Paul credit though. In those mid rounds, he was as tired as tired could be, but he never quit. Obviously, if they were actually scoring the fight, um, Mayweather would probably have won the fight. Uh, I would have had it about five to three, but the simple fact that I would have been giving Paul three rounds is saying something against Floyd Mayweather, but the size was unbelievable. I mean, that was the difference in in what made the fight, well, uh, better than I thought it would be. Chad Johnson, Ocho Sico, Ocho Sico got knocked down, but he got up. I didn't realize he was trying to be a fighter. I don't know how old he is. He's got to be 35 years old or something. It's funny. I guess you get paid. They said Floyd might make 50 million, and Paul will make maybe 10 million. They got some of my money, and I, and I was entertained. <laughs> Okie dokie. Hey, take care. Get your shots.
0: Mike, what do you think about what OJ had to say?
1: First off, I want to say that I love OJ's Twitter sign-on. The consistency, every single time, the same thing. Hey, Twitter world, this is me, yours truly. So, love that. Um, OJ, I thought he had some pretty good analysis there, actually. I was impressed, I think, first off, that OJ actually knew the heavyweight limit is over 200 because it was moved probably while he was in prison (laughs) from 190 to 200 at some point. And yeah, look, I did not think it was strangely entertaining. I thought it was kind of a clown show. I don't know how Artale was really trying to win in there. It's an exhibition. You know, we said uh, Chad was trying to be a fighter. I don't think he's trying to be a fighter. I think he was trying to just get involved in some novelty event, have some fun, make some money, and you know, see what he can do in there. But hopefully, we're not seeing too many more of these uh, novelty fights because they're just that novel. And then I think the novelty is going to wear off sometime soon. I hope.
0: mm Hmm. And what do you think about OJ?
1: Hey, look, we, we all know what he probably did. And the Twitter trolls never let him forget it with really bad jokes. Like, oh, you really killed him with that one, OJ. But it is crazy to me, Greg, that there's truly a whole generation of people now that have no clue that OJ Simpson is one of the greatest running backs of all time. I mean, this guy rushed for 2,000 yards in a 14-game season. So let's give him props at least for that, even if we know what he might be as a, as a person or character.
0: That's this week's O.J. Simpson Twitter update. Mike, thanks for joining me. Thanks, Greg. And that's the latest written, recorded, produced by Greg Ott. O.J. Simpson Twitter update produced by Christy Forsh. Seriously, if you like the show, please tell a friend to listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon Podcasts, any of the apps, any of the normal apps, any of the weird apps. I'm on all of them, and I would like them to listen to it. So do me a favor and help out the show. latestpod.com for all your latest podcast needs, transcripts, and links to older episodes. I've got a bunch of episodes about climate change if you want to hear more about that. I'm at underscore Greg Ott on Twitter. Yeah, right. See you soon. And by see you soon, I mean hear you soon. And by hear you soon, I mean you'll be hearing me soon. And by hearing me soon, I mean you'll soon be hearing me do another episode of this podcast.